Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, after working different during this pandemic, will this experience change how we work in the future? Today, we're going to look at what we need in our work environment so that we can be more effective, productive, and create the career life relationships and impact we desire. Let's walk. Out moving, enjoying this glorious day. Spring has sprung. It is great to walk with you today, moving as we are able, feeling our feet on the ground, feeling our hands and arms swing. Really see if you can let go of wherever you were in your mind, the thinking, and instead just focus on being present now, here, arriving in this moment. Feeling the bottom of our feet as it contacts the ground. Feeling our head and neck. Feeling the top of our head. Feel your elbows and your knees. And now feel your belly rise and fall. At the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises so that we can be better in our last 8% situations, those more difficult situations that are more infrequent but have a bigger impact on our career, our life, our relationships, and all the impact we want to have in the world. So we're building skills. This is the how of leadership. And the great news is that as we build both this being present in the moment, building our brains so we can be better, stay when things get hot. It also helps us in the non-last 8% moments, the other 92% moments where we can actually enjoy more of life, not be stuck in our head, thinking about the future, ruminating about the past, caught in social comparison. So just feel your body, stand tall, Look around, feel grateful. Know that every day that you're out walking with this podcast, you are shaping your brain. We are neuroarchitects. As a last eight percenter, we are neuroarchitects. We understand the place that our brain has in terms of shaping behavior, 
turning intention into action, and again, creating the life we want to lead. So feel your belly rise and fall. You want to be productive and have impact. You want to be happy. And the pandemic has challenged us in finding an integration of the two, being productive, being happy. We've been working harder than at any other time, and it's showing, unfortunately, in burnout rates. And as you know, I talk a lot about burnout because burnout can kind of sneak up on us. And it can cause us to have a real dip in so many of the things that make life more enjoyable, more productive, more meaningful. And it can last a long time. So we need to be careful. By the way, having said that, I'm not even sure we were doing that much better pre-pandemic with the long commute and working nine to five, Monday to Friday from the office. So what's at stake if we're unable to find this balance, this integration? Well, the challenge is if we do want to have a career, life, relationships, and impact we desire, we need to be able to do difficult things. And when we're low in energy, we're worn down, or when our emotional needs are not being met, it is almost impossible to do this. And that's, again, why we are so excited about the Last 8% Project and all of the work that we are doing in this podcast. And what's interesting is now with vaccinations now kind of being distributed, there, there really seems a light at the end of the tunnel. And the question is, is how can we organize how we will work going forward so that we can do and be our best in challenging situations? Because of course, we will forever face challenging situations. It starts by understanding that we need energy and we need some basic emotional needs being met, like feeling valued, feeling a sense of safety, autonomy to make choices, feeling respected, feeling connected. All of these are required if we are going to be able to do great work and step in and approach our more difficult moments. Because when we don't have energy, when our emotional needs are not being met, it is so difficult to move into what's difficult. I sometimes think the primary reason people avoid last 8% 8 situations is not because they lack courage. It is because they are just so overwhelmed with so much going on that they have nothing left and they can't summon the energy to push into the discomfort that comes with doing the difficult. So stop for a moment. Stand tall, look around, feel grateful, and ask yourself, how can you best get these needs met? Manage your energy at work. And by the way, if you're a manager of others, which I know a lot of you are, or you work on a team with others, which I know a lot of you are, how can you meet these needs for others so they can do great work 
and they can step in and approach their more difficult moments. In a past episode, I described how many of us have two types of work. You might recall I talked about how many of us are both a manager and a maker. What does that mean? Well, we need to both manage people, be in meetings, make sure projects are being moved forward, meet a customer's needs. But we're also a maker, a creator of ideas, a maker of things, could be ideas, product, know-how for our organization, solutions for our customers. Now, to be clear, I realize this may not be true for you. You may have a very different work setup in different roles, so please forgive me if this is not your experience. But taking into consideration these different roles we have or might have, and the energy we require and the emotional needs we need to be met, let's contemplate how work might work ideally for us in the future because it matters for us to be educated on what works for us, for our best work to come forward, and for us to be advocates within our organizations because they are more open than ever because of the pandemic. A good place to start is with Nicholas Bloom. He's a professor of economics at Stanford. And he's done some large scale studies and found probably nothing that would surprise you, but some interesting findings nonetheless, such as we are more efficient in the daily tasks that make up much of our working life when we work from home. Um, That is, by the way, if we have the right conditions, which means you know, we have our own room. We have good broadband. We don't have children around, which wasn't necessarily or isn't necessarily plausible or possible for everyone, of course, in the lockdown. But when these factors are in place, we can be highly efficient. He found in, you know, a large randomized control trial that people working from home were 13% more efficient. That's actually quite significant in the data, in the literature when he interviewed and they interviewed people during the study, a key finding was how noisy and distracting the office can be. So that's one thing to keep in mind. At the same time, there's great value in meeting, you know, other people face to face. And research has shown that we are at our most creative when we are live with people in person, talking over lunch, over coffee, gathering in groups, in front of a whiteboard. So we need the creativity that comes from working from an office and connecting with others in order to kind of create great work. And again, we also know that We require undistracted thinking time after we've met with people to synthesize our ideas and build on the conversations we've had. And so having a noisy, distracting office for that, you know, particular activity is not helpful. So there's a lot here, but what does it mean for us? I think the right answer is is not what it has been really all or nothing, five days or zero days at home. But according to Bloom, it's somewhere in the middle. The Friday to January 
sorry, Friday to January. The Monday to Friday, nine to five daily commute, as we know it, is officially dead. Instead, we will probably be working from home two days a week, traveling into the office three days a week, or something close to that. You know, many of us from the suburbs and beyond. And, you know, this is the classic 3-2 plan that large firms such as, I know, Google, Salesforce, Facebook, HSBC have already announced. And I think if this shift goes well, we have the potential to be more productive in our jobs and happier with a more balanced working life. This is part of how we create the integration. But there's a caveat. It will not happen if you don't push for this in your organization. It used to be that many organizations weren't really for flexible working schedules like this, but the pandemic has changed everything and they are now more open to it than ever. And I think there's an opportunity, but you need to push for it. You need to make it happen. And I really believe organizations are open to, open to hearing from you and everyone else as they make their decisions about how to work more effectively and so keep that in mind. You know, Sharon Salzberg said, each decision we make, each act, action we take is born out of an intention. So tune into kind of what works best for you. Tune into your intention. I think the other thing that is required is for managers to have different skills to be able to manage in this environment. They will need to be able to have better communication and have an eye on meeting their employees' emotional needs. This is, again, what will allow great work to happen. The good news is that with the pandemic we, you know, that we've been experiencing or still in the middle of, we've all had a chance to build these skills. But truthfully, it will take more work. I can tell you from working with organizations, helping them build the skills of emotional intelligence, that there is a way to go. But the best organizations are investing in their managers to learn these skills and operate differently. You know, these managers operate differently to meet their people's needs. Are you that person? So, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. There's a lot of change going on right now, which means that if we are advocates, if we start with our intention, we think about what works best for us and others, and we give voice which in some ways, maybe that's the last 8% conversation you might need to have, but give voice. We can shape the kind of work we will do in the future. And so I think it's exciting, to be honest. I think there's, something's opened up and, and maybe we'll find a little bit more space and time, a little less commuting, still connection, but also time to think, more energy, and if we have managers who can manage effectively, emotional needs being met, and then we will be able to step into the more difficult conversations and decisions and tasks that are the difference between creating you know, the life and impact and relationships and career we desire or not. So again, feeling your body, feeling your feet on the ground. 
Let's move to our three by three. Three mindful breaths right down to the toes. Breathing in, calming this body. Breathing out, releasing tension. And remember, we can use this right three by three at any point in the day to change it up a bit. So three mindful breaths. Now three gratitudes. What can you feel grateful for without working really hard? The people you work with, the people in your personal life. I'm feeling a lot of gratitude for our dog named Pippa. Named after Pippa Middleton. I didn't choose the name, but I love the dog. So three mindful breaths, three gratitudes. Now, what do you want to get done today? What are your three goals for the day? What signal and what's noise? How can you eliminate some of the things that really are not that important compared to the three things that are? Fantastic. Part of this podcast episode is thinking about our intentions. What kind of work setup do we want? What do we need to do great work? How can we create that for others on our teams or who we manage? And what do we want to get done today? So as we're finishing, taking this, bring this focus and energy and momentum into the day. Finishing with a quote from Gary Zukoff. Intentions shape light. They set light into motion. Each intention, anger, greed, jealousy, compassion, understanding, sets energy into motion sets patterns of light into motion. There is a big opening right now, and it's time for us to step in and shape it. Have a wonderful day.